Well, it's nice to see you. Um, we've, um, we've moved from outside to in as a result of a lot of building work that's taking place beyond the balcony where we're normally sat at um, <laughs> bit noisy this, morning. this time of the morning. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we are now inside of uh, Andy's flat. Very nice too. Thank you, sir. Sorry. Very clean. Thank you. I've been working quite hard at it. There's not a lot else to do these days apart from clean your apartments. You have to be careful then. Why is that? Well, I find when I'm cleaning the floor, uh -huh. you, can, you can easily make mistakes and... Um, That's not fair. Spill the content. That's not fair, just because I told you that, yeah. <laughs> so that was told in secrecy. I had washed every floor in the apartment, which are quite a lot, and I was just pulling the bucket of dirty water across the floor here <laughs> yesterday, and it tipped, <laughs> and all the water went all over the floor, and it took me another hour to mop it up. <laughs> so I wasn't best pleased. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> I think we, should, we all should know better than to tell you anything. <laughs> you Marrying, that's, the, that's the secret. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the secret. Uh, if these things can be shared, they always are, uh, believe me. But I'm, I'm impressed that you went about the business in the manner that you did anyway. Thank you. We all did at the weekend. Oh, yeah. It's nice you. to be back. Welcome to Keys and Grey, uh, April 20, I think. 20 is, yes. 20. April 20. Three days short of my birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number of cuttings this weekend from the newspapers, Andy. This one uh, made me smile from the Daily Mail. Um, it is surely no coincidence that the three European leagues who have moved quickest towards ending the current campaign, France, Belgium and Scotland, uh -huh. are all about to begin lucrative new TV contracts uh, next season. <laughs> well, with different broadcasters. Same broadcasters, same more broadcasters. money. Well, why would that encourage them to end the season? Well, you end the season because the terms that you're currently operating on are not as lucrative. good as those or as lucrative as they are going to be going forward from this point. Mm. It's, it's, it's certainly a fact. It's an incentive, yeah. isn't it? Um, Tottenham's commercial team are taking a creative approach to maintaining revenue during this current pandemic by offering fans a discount on the club's official vitamins <laughs> on the grounds that they boost the immune system. OK, well, at least they can get to the pharmacies. They're open. Mm -hmm. So they can take advantage of that, Tottenham fans. <laughs> uh, and the Scottish Professional Football League will today advance 1.8 million to the lower league clubs after they voted to end the divisions below the Premiership. Okay. Doesn't uh, seem a lot, does it? 1. It doesn't, million. but it, it is money that will keep a number of clubs beyond the Premiership in Scotland in business. How many is that? About 30? Is it? That, Three leagues, that. 10 in the league, 30, 30 teams, 1.8 million. Doesn't equate to a lot, does it? No. 60 grand each, maybe. Uh, Friday, of course, when we recorded, I always say this at the time of going to press, all these mm. stories are, are current. Um, we sadly lost Norman Hunter mm. later Friday. Andy, having sat as we did and discussed um, Norm, mm. who was uh, in hospital mm. struggling with uh, COVID-19. Um, some lovely tributes have followed. Here's another Fantastic. from the mail. Fed on raw, and, raw egg and sherry. He was Reeve's <laughs> Rottweiler and a genuine great that he was. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did, I did put a, a little tribute to him on, on, at the weekend, and he was that. I mean, people have been talking about him, uh, and he was exactly what you're hearing, Richard. He's a bit like, we always talk about Barcelona as being the beautiful beast, but it's got a, mm. it's got a cynicism about it. It knows how to get it done. If it has to fill people, it does. Norman was a lovely footballer, brilliant left foot, all left foot, brilliant left foot, fantastic footballer, but 
as I said, it wasn't called Bite Your Legs for no good reason. No, that was a banner from the 1972 <laughs> final that was um, unfurled by Leeds fans when Alan Clark scored against Arsenal. Mm. Norman, a, a, a number of things I read at the weekend like you, and two things he said he'll always be remembered for, the fight with Francis Lee, yeah. which, which was stunning. If you've never seen it, go on YouTube and find yeah, it. Uh, Derby County against Leeds United, <laughs> both sent off, and then the... the, the Incident continued beyond the sending off and then down all the, the way tunnel. down the tunnel. Yeah. And the other one, of course, was 74, I think it was, England-Poland at Wembley, mm-hmm. when he should have put the ball into Rose Correct. and didn't. But you know what? Is never, ever mentioned. Yes, he, 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 it was an error, mm-hmm. and it, he should have just cleared it up. But Damaski, I think it was, went on and slipped the ball under Peter Schilt. Correct. Nobody ever mentions that Schiltz should have saved that. Oh, he should have. Absolutely. He dived oh, over it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Schultz gets the blame all the time. It's not no, it's no, Norman, no, it's who Norman gets the blame. for not clearing right, for up not on clearing the halfway it. line. No, no. But an awful lot happened between there. Of course it did. And Schultz oh, no, diving over the ball. You talk to Schultz and ask him, and truthfully, he will tell you that he should have saved that. There's no doubt. Of course about he it. should. It's a shot that he went. I think it went to his left, and it went down there. Should have been saved by him. Normally, it would have been squeezed under him for some reason. But Norman. So there's two big moments I can blame Schultz for an international jersey. <laughs> not just that one. That's, well, that's not bad. But the hand of God as well. You blame her for that? Oh, all day long. Absolutely, I do. Why would you want me to? I want him to clean it out. A lot. I want him to get there quicker. I want him to get off the ground. He's got his hands to use as well. Yes, I get it. But Maradona's up here. Shall I defend him a little then? What, What in his mind is, he's coming to punch it knowing, I've only got to clear Maradona's head, right? Right? But he never got near either. So I'm going to clear Maradona's head and punch it, but in attempting to do that, Maradona's hand suddenly comes up and does that. Clean it out. Okay. Take everything. Or stay home. I would agree. I always used to say goalkeepers, like, if you're coming and you don't get it, clean them out. He didn't. But and it's a bit harsh to blame him. Well, <laughs> Ray Clements would not have allowed that to happen. Ray Clem- that would not have happened if Clem had been in goal. Oh, well. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. Um, I'm going to phone Reedy after this and ask him who he blames because he was playing that day. Well, <laughs> if you want to trace him back, his attempt to stop Maradona no, well, that was on the second no, no, was not, no. not, not, not No, he to... won't be happy with you because every time you mention that thing to him, that's terrible. Um, Sorry, Paul. Now, I, I, you might want to socially distance a little further just for a, a couple of minutes. Um, Newcastle United. I, I wish it was another club. I knew it was going to be I Newcastle wish it was United. another club and it wasn't Newcastle United that the Saudis want to buy. But... We've been talking a lot recently about morality and resetting the button. And, and when we all come back, there's a good reason why we can expect football to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, not so. Um, uh, who is it? Simon Bird in the mirror. Uh, feeling ethically challenged, appalled and angry about Newcastle United Saudi funded takeover. Uh, he says, yeah, but also feeling excited, hopeful and emboldened. That's OK. Me too. He's a Newcastle fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Number of different views on this at the weekend. Uh, Ollie Holt, who I respect and think is a terrific writer, I thought was way off the mark. Um, Barney Roney in The Guardian, spot on. Uh, Andy Dunn in The Mirror, absolutely spot on. Um, are, are we to look away and forget everything? Now, there is an argument that, that it is nobody's business the way Saudi Arabia does its business domestically. I get that. I understand that. And we should never try and impose Western morals and principles upon yeah. countries elsewhere in the yeah. world. It's for yeah. them to decide how they run their country. Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with that. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're the host country and you're inviting in, then I think you've got a right to say, look, these are the rules. Now, 
the reason, the reason that I find difficulty with this is, were this to go through, and I'm still not sure it will, we here at B in Sports have spent the last two years fighting Saudi Arabia, um, who have been broadcasting our sports rights illegally mm-hmm. on, on a company called B Out Q. It has cost this company, B in Sports, millions. It cost 400 of our colleagues their jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, it, the Premier League was slow to react, but eventually did, and so too did FIFA, who had had the reasons for not doing so initially. Mm. But if you don't understand what I'm saying, and I'm sure there are people, Andy, in the world go, oh, well, it's only B in sports, so it doesn't matter. Now, this is a massive company, mm-hmm. massive, arguably the biggest sports broadcaster in the world to various different places. It's a, it's a bit like, the, what's the best example I can give you? ITV deciding to air Sky Sports. Mm-hmm. But not just air it, in other words, steal the rights that have been legally bought, but then build a platform around it, sell advertising separately, sell sponsorship, market the manner in which you're going to deliver the product and subscription cards in order to receive it. This is what happened Mm -hmm. for two years. That's right. And the Saudi government eventually got to grips with, with those that were broadcasting our content illegally and closed them down. Now, the reason I say this is, not to make that specific to us, but you take that to its natural conclusion. If broadcasters were allowed to break the law in that manner mm-hmm. because they wanted to, mm-hmm. sports rights would become worthless. Yeah, worthless. Now, Absolutely. we think we're in a situation now where we're struggling because we're trying to play football again and get television to pay what's currently due. We, we've put down F1 rights in this mm-hmm. part of the world for that very reason. Mm-hmm. The, the, these people now want to join the Premier League bandwagon in the manner... Of, of purchasing a football club in the UK. Listen, Andy Dunn's piece headlined, be careful what you wish for. That's all I would say mm-hmm. uh, to Newcastle United fans and to the Premier League. They have a big decision to make whether they find it morally acceptable that for two years we were placed in a position whereby we, it's only because of the size of the company we were able to withstand it, but mm-hmm. for two years we, we saw our content being stolen mm-hmm. and regurgitated into a True. different country. I, the Times, the only paper this weekend that made mention of it. And, and I think it has to be mentioned. Mm. Well, I think it's a big decision for, for the Premier League when they, when they make that decision. It seems, reading from the outside, I don't know, you've read more about this than I have, it seems that the decision will be a positive one as far as Newcastle are concerned and as far as the Saudis are concerned. It looks to me like they'll get the nod to, to go ahead. I don't know. If that's the case, am I reading it right? I'll get you onto football soon. It, 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 no, no, it's, it's When right. I go off on one, it gives you a chance to relax yeah. and, and, um, and me a chance to... No, I enjoy you going off on one. It's all right, it's not bad. <laughs> should we... Re- By the way, I think that's another announcement we should make. We've got to stop talking about when we're going to restart because until we do, I think it's pointless. It is pointless because all you're getting is you're getting dates thrown at us. Mm. Various dates, various timescales. Need two weeks, need three weeks. We'll start June the 6th. We'll start June the 8th hopefully get done by July the 31st, and then we'll start the new season in the middle of September. Who knows? Should we start, clubs are looking to feed fake crowd noise into empty arenas when players are playing. You don't like that? I don't think that's right. Have you ever, have you ever watched a game, though, that doesn't have any fans in it? Yes. Have you eerie. Have you ever watched a comedy show yes. with, with piped yes. laughter onto yes. it? Yes. It's better than nothing. I think genuine crowd noise, genuine crowd noise as a bubble around the stadium, 
I don't know what you do if you score a goal. What, but what I'm saying is, I honestly think about. I've watched games on TV and there's no crowd there, and I, I, I'm thinking it's eerie. It's weird. Mm. There's an eeriness about it, and uh, and it doesn't seem right at all. And I just don't know. Listen, try it. I, I think we can't knock these. We used to have an old boss, David Hill, worked for us years ago, and it was always a case of well, let's try it, and if it doesn't work, get rid of it. And that's why we say Granted. let's try it. If it doesn't work, we can stop it. Uh, Mexico suspends relegation and promotion between the top two divisions for five years. What? <laughs> Why? Five years. Why? Well, so five years. things can settle down and probably the teams at the top end will stay at the top end and not be relegated for, <laughs> for five wow. years. Uh, this was interesting as well. Jose Mourinho agreed to take charge at Liverpool before joining Roman Abramovich's revolution at Chelsea. Did he really? Mm. What happened then? Did he say? Uh, I think he got a better offer. Uh, from the Mail on Sunday, Andy, end it now, their back page lead this weekend. Crisis hit lower league clubs are desperate to call the season off. They've been talking to Andy Holt, a very good friend of ours, owner of Accrington. Let me just tell you what Andy on, says. Yeah. Um, he says, as, uh, as things stand, it'll cost us half a million pounds to finish this season if that's what the EFL decide they want to do I would rather use that money on the beginning to rebuild football for mm-hmm. next season mm-hmm. instead of spending three months more money now and watching it die yeah do you think I, I mean I get the impression there's an argument here a different argument for the football league sides and the Premier League sides that, but would that be fair I, yeah, I think I, with, I, it's I do more now, yes. acceptable that the, yes. that the football league sides would say listen let's call it a day it's, it's, it's of no advantage to anyone and what they do with promotion and relegation is another thing, of course. That's the big question, what they have to decide on. It's OK saying league's finished, but what do you do then? I mean, where's Andy's team sitting at now? Are they sitting in they'll safe? Be, they'll be, I would think, their bottom end league one, yeah, from right, them. So they're yeah. safe. Yeah. What I'm saying, if you're in the bottom three of that league and you've got ten games left, you're not so sure that you, want, you don't want them played. You certainly don't want to be relegated. So it'll be an interesting one for them. It's a dilemma for them. Um, but I think that the Premier League's a different... A different kettle of fish. I think it's a, they'll be they'll take as long as they can before they say no. Ian Rush on the subject we were just discussing Premier League to Sunday League is the headline in in, <laughs> in the mirror here. He says without fans it's not the same. Um, Willian as well. Football without fans is no Agreed. fun. Agreed. Agreed. But this is different. I think we're in the, we're an area in times that we'll never hopefully we've never seen before and we'll never hopefully never see again. So we have to do something different. And I think people are going to have to accept that that when it comes back, and I say when, when it comes back, it will be different to what we left. And we have to accept that for a while, we may be watching football differently. We may be watching it totally differently for quite some time, Richard, Mm. before we get back to some, what people would call, some sort of normality. From the Times, really good piece with Wayne Rooney, who now is a columnist for that newspaper. Uh, This comes as no surprise to me. I don't know if it will do you. And this is something I want to get back to later in the week. Not today, but I want to go through this whole article later in the week. Scoring goals. Here's the the opening paragraph. I'm I'm going to be honest, he says, and this might surprise you, but I'm not a natural goal scorer. Didn't surprise me. Not me. Not me. He He never was. Not me. Remember Glenn Hoddle getting into terrible trouble when he said the very same thing of Michael Owen. Uh Michael wasn't, for me, a natural Uh goal scorer. Yeah. Pace killed defenders. Yes. Uh, Robbie Fowler. Natural. All day. Uh, natural. Natural. Robbie Fowler, natural. The, the, the statement that was always levelled out at Robbie, the most natural finisher that many people have seen. Mm. I agree with that. 
Uh, from Scotland, Scottish football want VAR as soon as they possibly can. Uh, and the reason for that, Andy, <laughs> is the reason for that is, and this will make you smile, Kevin Clancy uh, says referees are fully supportive of VAR. Who is Kevin Clancy? He was the referee in charge of the last derby match uh, when Callum McGregor's shot was deflected past Allen by the hand of Hudson Edouard and should have been disallowed, would have been disallowed. Might have made the title race in Scotland very different. Well, that definitely should have been dead disallowed. We didn't need <laughs> VAR to see it. was a blatantly <laughs> bad mistake by the referee. Alan had that shot covered. <laughs> Owner of Brighton, Tony Bloom, says, hand the title to Liverpool and scrap relegation. That's maybe where we end up. I don't know. but um, Can you do that? Well, I think you can do anything you want in well, no, like Wait these, a minute, you? though. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Can you award a title and say, right... Are you asking me? Yeah. For me, no. Well, what, no, what I'm saying is, can you award a title? So let's say, can you look at the top end of the league and can you say Liverpool are champions um, and the, the top four, as they stand now, are going into the Champions League. The next two are going into the Europa League. Um, but at the bottom, no, they'll just stay as they are to next season. How does that work? Well, it doesn't, for me it doesn't, different. but I think, Andy, we are moving to a place whereby we've got to find a compromise because if June the 30th, and we're, mm-hmm. here we are talking about it again, if June the 30th is the cut-off point, then there has to be a, a, a stage where we say that's it. Um, well, as we said, not every club will be happy with the outcome. Marco Matarazzi, no big fan of Rafa Benitez. The two fell out badly when Rafa was at Inter. Um, um, Matarazzi, I think this is something you'll agree with. He was not a big fan of always having to shake hands with people. Um, he said, I didn't want to shake hands with somebody if we'd lost. I didn't feel in that, that, that frame uh, of I mind. I get that, I get that. Benitez sacked, of course, at Inter um, a short time before he was sacked by Real Madrid. So what's his thing there about months. shaking hands? He just said, I, I can't be bothered with it. It's a nonsense. I right. don't... I mean, that, no, it, it's I, something that becomes a talking point going listen, forward because the pre-match uh, well, yes. handshake... I mean, I know why they've done that. They're, it's showtime. They're turning, fo- turning football into a, a, as an entertainment. Of course it is, but... They're, they're walking down the line shaking hands. Uh, I never did that. I never thought. I never saw the value in shaking hands with somebody. I was looking across the line at a tunnel, knowing I'm going to go. Away. I don't like to use the word war, but do you know what I'm saying? That he was going to try and stop me winning a football match, and I was going to do my best to do everything I could to win that football match. Right. Now, at pre-match... Were there boundaries to which you would work? In, what do you mean? In terms of doing your best to make sure you got the better of him? Were, were, were there lines you wouldn't cross, perhaps? Well, see, that's another naughty question you just answered there because well, I, I try and stay within the confines of the rules of the game, the laws of the game. And sometimes you kind of lose it a little bit. But right. what I'm trying to say <laughs> is pre-match, I wasn't interested in shaking anybody's hands unless he was a mate, right. unless I knew him. I played maybe against him, I played in the same team as him as in my career. I wasn't interested in looking across at somebody and saying, I'm going to shake your hand. After the game, I'd differ, I'd differ with him. After the game, regardless of how I felt, whether I'd been beaten in a really big game, um, like we lost the, the cup final at Everton for the treble to Manchester United. That's my one time I didn't. When Big Ron came and picked me off the ground, I told him he'd do one. Because <laughs> I wasn't in the mood <laughs> to shake hands. The big man chuckled. He said something which I didn't agree with, and I, I just said, do one, big man, I'm not in the mood. And, uh, but after every game, certainly most games, I would shake hands whoever I played against, just to acknowledge, you know, what my day-to-day, well played. Mm. Pre-match, wasn't interested. I was fully focused on one thing, that was to win a football match. Uh, Watford have agreed a 30% pay deferral 
Um, now, there are many reasons why Mourinho and Manchester United eventually fell out. Uh, this is a bit unfair because I haven't warned you. I'm going to see what you say as I ask the question. <laughs> Here's a surprise. What were... Give, give me one of the biggest reasons why Manchester United fans were frustrated with Jose Mourinho when it came to team selection. Well, there's various reasons. I know where you're going. I've assessed where you're going. You're talking about Marcus Rashford, aren't you? Yes. I knew you would be. That was one of the reasons, yes. Marcus Rashford, <laughs> who admits he could turn his back on being a number nine in favour of becoming one of the world's best wingers. Now, yeah. from recollection... Yeah. I think Mourinho was always yeah, he was. strongly of the view that that was his best position. Yes, he was. And, and, and both press and punters alike were furious that he yeah. kept playing Rashford yeah. wide left. But, but it seems that... It seems that Josie knew more than most people thought he did. Listen, there were many reasons why Josie didn't fit there for whatever reason. They didn't, they didn't like his style of play. He fell out with people. Um, but the thing about Rashford, he, he cannot... No one can look back and say, Josie, you were wrong about him. He can sit there, Josie, and say, well, do you know what? I told you guys. Mm. He was a... Uh, and I agree with him. I don't think... I think he is better there. The one thing the boy's got is unbelievable pace and, and the ability to run forward with the ball quickly and, and manipulate it quickly. And he, getting space to do that is much easier from a wide area than it is if you're playing at the top end of the football pitch. It's much more difficult. I've, I've said to you, he's, he was more like a... He's, he looks to me more like he's going to be a Thierry Henry. A type of front man that plays from the wide areas, goes, drifts wide, and when he gets it, he can explode and destroy people. Not like an Aguero, who'll, who'll sit up there. You know, not like a Lukaku, who, who will play up there. Not like a Jesus, who will play up there. They'll, they'll drift around, but they won't drift around to the extent of what Rashford and, say, Henri would do. Because they do that for a reason, to create space for themselves to run into. If defenders come high up the pitch, fine. I'll run over the top all day long if you're one of them. But in pack defences, I mean, it's tight to get him more space. He's a much better player coming off that left side than he is, I think, playing at the top end. It is remarkable though, isn't it? Hmm? Absolutely remarkable. John Cross, back page of the mirror, weeping giant. Doesn't name them. One elite Premier League club is losing nine million a week. And he's a week? Now, a week. Now so desperate, they're taking out a £100 million loan to stay afloat. Well, we've been, what, five weeks? No action? That's, well, hmm. there you go. That's nearly £50 million. They're down already. Wow. I wonder who that is. I'm going to Nine guess. I, I'm going to stick my neck out and guess Quite. it's Arsenal. How can that be? They were one of the first to ask players to take pay cuts, weren't they? Yeah, cuts, not deferrals. Cuts. Mm. Yeah, I think it's Arsenal. Would you take a cut? I did. No one's asked me to. No, would you? I mean, talk if you're a footballer, because you know, well, as I'm I not said, because it's interesting because you're one of those footballers on June the 30th, you just tell a, a club that you'd looked after you for 10 years and paid you loads of money and, and been great for you for I'm 10 sorry, years. I'm sorry, what have I always said to you about loyalty? You'd say, you'd just do, yeah, buy a dog. I know if you want, you want loyalty. You want loyalty, buy a dog. I, I am, I am, but what I'm, I'm saying is, you're one of those. So what would you, what would, would you, if they came to you and said, we're in real trouble here, Richard, and you know that 250,000 you're earning, um, we want you to lose 30% of it Absolutely. for the next so it's six it's going months. to the right place, no question. No, no, it's for the club. To keep the club <laughs> afloat. <laughs> I'd have to think about that. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, big trouble for the FA. Um, breaking news, the FA have ordered a cull of geese at St George's Park. And this has landed them in hot water with uh, environmentalists. Uh, the geese apparently have taken to nesting mm. on the pitches. I bet they have. Mm. I bet they have. Particularly now when it's quiet. 
Yes. And there'll be a lot going on at St George's Park yeah. these days, so yeah. very quiet. <laughs> Good luck with that then, <laughs> FA. <laughs> Just briefly back on Rooney. Um, the number of goals he got, he actually goes into categorising, and, and that's why I wanted more time to do it. We will. Um, he goes into categorising goal-scoring opportunities. Did, did, did you grow up thinking the same way, or was what you were doing ultimately more natural to you? Heading footballs, crashing into defenders? Well, I don't think you can, you, you can teach personality. My personality was always Good that, point. right? My personality was, if I played a game of football, I wanted to win it. I got no satisfaction at all in losing a football match. Um, so that was in my personality. I think Wayne would be a bit like that. As, as for learning, I was heading a ball pretty much for me initially was self-taught. I did it as a kid. You would go out the back of the tenement buildings in Glasgow and there was four washing poles where they used to hang the washing, the wife, my mother and everybody. And when there was no washing there, we used them as goals and we played like called headers. You throw a ball and you'd head it. That would be the initial start. So everybody started like that. So that's how I learned how to head a football. When I went to Dundee United, I learned how to attack a football. I learned how to attack a cross. I learned how to be deft with a header. Um, and I learned all the, 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 the technical side of being a footballer. But the initial part of it was definitely self-taught up till about 16. You know, anything I knew about football was through watching small bits on TV uh, it was, was being self-taught, Richard, was given a ball, being picked in a team and being told to play up front. No one took me when I was 13 or 14 and said, listen, just do a little run in here and just come off the front man, spin mm. in the back. That came later, that came with Jim McLean. Do you know, up, up until I was 13, 14, Richard, what I learned about football was pretty much self-taught. And mm. I think in that era, area, and that era, most of us were like so that. So much more to, to, to go into as far as this is concerned, which is why I keep saying we will return to it. But very briefly... You, you were stronger on which side when you headed yeah. the ball? I was stronger on, on crosses coming from the right. Because you used to throw the ball there and head the ball. Because I used to throw it there and do that when I was out, when there I was a go. kid. So I threw it and I would do that. And, and yeah, I was left footed. Yeah. I was left footed. But I was stronger. That, that header is a right footed player's header. That's it from the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. With the cleanest floors I've seen. Um, in recent weeks. Join us back here same time tomorrow, five days a week on Being Sports and you can find us on YouTube at the same time you did today, equally five days a week that for our international viewers who can't join uh, the Being Sports network in various corners of the world. Thank you for your company.